0: Did you hear, did you hear! What happened to G4? What? Uh, G4 is no. Well, it, it, it'll it'll continue on, but it's no longer going to be a video game channel. The last of the video game shows have been swept away. What is it now? X, X Play and uh, Attack of the Show are being canceled. It's now it's basically becoming uh, Viacom's version of Spike TV. So there's cops all the time. Yeah, they're gonna. Actually, no, I think. Oh, I don't forget I forget who owns what, but they're I think I think Spike T V is Viacom, but you know what I meant. Um yeah, it's they've embraced cops and cheaters and they're getting rid of their uh, original programming and
1: you know what they you know what they should do is is what would have saved G four as an actual tech network is they if they actually like hired people like Ben Heck and stuff and put their own shows on it. Actually, and did a, was, did a real tech show network.
0: I wonder what happened to the uh, Canadian version of it. Because the Canadian version of G4, as I understand it, retained the tech TV style programming. It's a hunting channel now. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> damn it.
1: It's a fishing and hunting channel now, Neil. Damn it. it so they turned it into TNN. <laughs> I don't know how it happened either, because it's, it's not compatible, is it? No, it's not. It happened gradually, too. God damn it. That's that's so fucking weird. <laughs> it kind of hurts, doesn't it?
0: That, that really
1: hurts. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you turn around, and then there's these, these people in a duck vine, you know, whispering, saying, Okay, they're coming in. I don't know if you ever watched a hunting show before, but that's what it's I, like.
0: My my father watched those, and I was like, how can you watch this shit? <laughs> like, nothing's
1: happening. <laughs> it's more exciting to be hunting than it is to watch hunting.
0: Yeah, it's like, especially when it's a fishing show. It's just some guy on a boat with a rod in the water. It's like, what are you watching?
1: Well, he's on a boat. He's on a boat, Yes. Yeah. So, so Pablo, I was reading that they skipped the pirated uh, Power Rangers season.
2: Yes and no. They didn't skip it.
1: They did or didn't?
2: They didn't. Oh. Uh, people were expecting them to skip another season. That's um, Gokiger. No, I mean uh, Gokiger is a pirate. And they were expecting them to <clears throat> to skip Goseiger, which is the gayest Power Rangers uh, Super Sentai season ever. Uh, it's uh, it involves angels and stuff, uh, and the gayest Red Ranger ever. Uh, I, I mean, not, not maybe not gay is not the word. Maybe just sissiest Ranger ever. Um, sissiest. Yeah, because I mean, when when you actually. Get to the meaning of gay. It can be very manly. I mean, what's manlier than actually fucking dudes? I mean, it's like <laughs> the, it's not the sort of thing that I mean. Gay people don't just go, "Oh yeah, Justin Bieber, he's so soft and skinny." No, no, they're going. I need a man, you know, a brick. Uh, oh
1: so, God, this, can... this is disturbing already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they, the so is, they
1: did. They are airing the pirate season then.
2: Well, they're going to do is. They will adapt uh, Goseiger as the first season of Megaforce, and the second season, which is Super Megaforce or something like that, uh, is going to be the Pirates. They actually shown some footage of that. What people were expecting them was to skip Goseiger, because Gokai, the Pirates, are are more of a special tribute anniversary season because they can turn into all of the previous Rangers. Yeah, the, the Pirate Power Rangers, Neil... Have the
1: ability to, to basically pirate the looks, and powers. In powers, and costumes of previous Power Rangers. They are they are copyright pirates, and in their ranger he- helmets are shaped like a like a tri, tri point uh, pirate hat on top. Except for the six
2: Rangers whose uh, helmet is shaped like a bandana.
1: So the villain's like,
0: you are by far the worst Power Ranger I've ever heard of, and then the Red Ranger goes. But you
1: have heard of me. World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing.
0: Make sure you wash your hands after you've got the clap, because you don't want to spread germs or anything. That's just gross.
1: Hello, and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. This is your host, Ben. joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Study, 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 study. And we have with us Pablo Prado. Animation is fantastic. And tonight we're talking about the Golden Boy OVA, one of the one of the first animes I ever got to see. Actually, uh, the the story is I had this friend who who, in exchange for a large capacity hard drive, like uh, 400 megs at the time, that it, it was large capacity at the time, uh, I had to just encode some uh, VHS tapes for him.
0: I have SD cards larger than
1: that. Yes, I know. And, <laughs> uh, and one of the, he gave me several series, uh, Airbats, Dirty Pear Flash, and Golden Boy.
0: You made off like a champ.
1: Yes. And uh I just remember loving Golden Boy because the the animators were just you could tell this was an animators OVA because you could tell they were having fun doing it.
0: Yeah, the way the, the face would just contort. The main character uh Kenshiro. Was it no, not Kenshiro. Uh, uh, damn it, what was the guy's name? Oh, <laughs> uh, I I'm like, goddamn, it was one of the bosses from Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, yeah, so he, but he turns into
1: Kenshiro sometimes. Yeah, he does return. He
0: does turn into Kenshiro. That's that's the funniest stuff is when he goes from being really goofy and then suddenly he's he's doing the the really serious really realistically drawn face
1: (laughs) and there's like 30 x 30 extra lines of detail and it's just
0: yeah and the teeth are drawn very very accurately how how the teeth are arranged in the mouth you got very for once in anime you have very clear uh incisors and 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 uh canine teeth and it's like they they would go into that into that face just to be just to accentuate what he was saying.
1: And uh, lots of famous uh, anime voice actresses in this one on on our side of the pond here. It's we had uh, Tiffany Grant as the first Golden Girl. Yeah, Golden Girl.
0: God, yeah, that's no, what I, that's what they're called. Yeah, you could tell this was an, uh, an earlier ADV dub because I was recognizing a lot of the old voices. Um, I heard. Let's see. Uh, Allison Keith, I think is her name. Yes. I think she was like the the third girl. Uh. And and the second girl, I think was uh, not Yuri, but I think no, I think I think the second girl was Yuri from uh, Dirty Pair Flash. <laughs> I might I might actually have the second and third girl backwards, but nevertheless.
1: And you could, this is definitely one where you can tell that the animators were having fun drawing all these different girls.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, in the first episode, there was an office full of nothing but women programmers. Yeah. And each wo- woman looked different, but was sexy in her own way. <laughs>
2: yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I like the girl um, in the
0: purple the, sweater and dress.
1: I
2: think we all did. <laughs> um, This was back in the time where... Women in anime look like women and not ten-year-old girls. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, the the women were definitely were definitely aimed. You know, each woman, except for the schoolgirl, was at least thirty years old, but looked hot anyways.
0: Even the schoolgirl was skewed older than most anime girls that are seen today.
1: Well, yes, yes, she was, but that she that... was
0: definitely supple. <laughs>
1: But let's let's talk about some favorite uh, moments. Uh, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Favorite
2: girl. Favorite girl. Oh, that's um that's a bit hard for me.
0: By a very yeah, thin because... margin, I'm gonna have to say the motorcycle girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I go back and forth between her and the swimmer. Well,
2: that that's some of the things that we have because, for example the uh motorcycle girl I love her i mean the the biker girl is uh ah, it, it's sort of my type in some way uh however the the swimmer girl is uh raw Yeah, it's, it's wild it's passion. It's uh well and she she also reminds me a bit of cyber six somehow I'm not sure why. <laughs> i don't know uh, i
1: don't know i don't see it personally but
2: uh
1: but her voice actress was really good too the motorcycle girl yeah
0: yeah she was uh she was lady flair in dirty pair flash i cannot remember the the actress's name wiki it neil oh i, I i'm not gonna do it now
1: okay okay but, but yeah it's a, it, it sounded like she was really um uh yeah it sounded like playing uh, out that scene <laughs> Yeah,
0: the, the uh the vibration of the motorcycle and I, I think you can already guess, dear listener, where we're going with this. Uh what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, the, the motorcycle girl, the swimmer girl and the and the computer office girl were all kind of I, I don't want to say bitchy, but they were not really interested in him until like the very end. And then the animation girl and the restaurant girl were like the nicey nice ones. And then the only yeah. one I'm going to call a bitch was the schoolgirl because while but the geez. others were just yeah, the others were just kind of like not really interested in him. She was the only one who was actively just torturing him with her
1: sexuality.
2: Yeah, that brings me memories.
1: And then yeah. and then his hand. <laughs> <laughs> she takes him by the
0: hand and his hand morphs into a penis.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the mouse. It's a, yeah. First of all, the, the dubs are incredible in every version that I have heard so far. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen the, the Japanese dub, the Spanish dub from Spain, and also the English dub, of course. Um, and they're all awesome. I mean, uh, every uh, voice actor who was working on this had fun. That's for sure. I mean, they, they put a lot of passion and that reflects from the, you know, they saw that in the drawings and was like, I'm going to bring all this energy here and channel it to my voice. It, it's amazing that the sort of stuff they have to make. And, and, and it's amazing that it's uh, such a constant in all the three dubs that I have seen so far. I mean, I've seen a lot of, Having companies that just dropped the ball when it comes to adapting some work. But no, this people love doing this, and also people love drawing this, of course. I mean, the the animation is incredible. Uh, it's uh, it has a lot of realism in many scenes, and it has lots of irrealism and um, done entirely on purpose. But well, even
1: even the unrealism, like when uh. The... When he's riding that bicycle and he's going like 110 miles an hour on a bicycle, and he's yeah. going like he's going like on his on his knees and 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 uh, elbows, uh, you know, you could tell that it's that's impossible. But you could also tell that the animators were like keeping physics in mind to make it look good.
2: Yeah, definitely in everything. Because because uh,
1: let's be honest, the bicycle going that fast would be shaken apart. <laughs> Long he before would, it reaches 110 miles an hour.
2: Yeah, and he would have been yeah. hamburger. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there's also uh, the fan service. Uh, uh, for example, mostly with the with the programmer girl. Uh, it's all over the place, but it's beautifully animated. <laughs> yes, yes, they are all over the place. Yeah, the I mean, programmer
0: the programmer girl was very bouncy. It was that that one actually that's the only one that actually kind of took me out of it just because she was so ridiculous and her boobs are so jiggly. I mean, there was no rhyme or reason to it half the time.
1: Well, there was there was a rhyme, you know, there was a rhyme in the bounce. And uh, and that was (laughs) Tiffany Grant, Neil. Yeah. What I love is just the plot device of he leaves right, you know, in like right after he leaves is when the girl realizes that. He's he, the one that she wants.
0: Yeah, that he saved the day or or he was he proved his manliness or something like that. Yeah. The one thing I did like about the computer girl was her car. <laughs> Just because that was you could tell they either rotoscoped that or I don't know. was well,
1: that a Lamborghini?
0: Yeah, it was really well drawn and the way that it kind of would peel out and and zoom off into the into the into, uh, into the background, that was really cool.
2: Well, uh, well
1: my my, fav, my favorite, you know, he leaves and they realize scene is the one with the motorcycle girl because the thing she was saying,
0: claim your prize. Uh,
1: <laughs> that, that that was the cleanest thing she said, Neil. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I I mean, it's it. I was I was amazed. Well. And, but uh but the swimmer girl is actually one of my favorites too because because you know they're having a swimming contest and uh there's there was a mid pool collision. Oh yeah. yeah. And he drank uh, the water.
2: <laughs> oh that that's that's the thing. He doesn't waste anything. It's always like... it, oh, but that that, that have... actually that actually
1: brings me to one of the disturbing things. Uh, running gags of this cartoon. There is a disturbing running gag. Hmm. The toilet thing. Yeah, with yeah, the, with, with what, what what's it called the uh, the bidet. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he drank from <laughs> it like
0: like it was a drinking fountain.
2: Yeah, but that's, that's because it's, uh, in Japan they they're, they're mixed, I mean, for example, here in Uruguay, we have a uh, you know the uh, the bidet uh, separate from the toilet. Yeah. Uh, well, the Japanese toilets have some sort of that integrated into it. Uh, it's amazing the different uh, toilets that we get to see during the series. There was a lot of research done into that too.
0: You know, there was a uh, joke about that in uh, Flintstones on the Rocks. Barney goes up to to a bidet. And he's like, "Look, Fred, a drinking fountain," and he drinks from it. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> it this happened. In a Flintstones cartoon. Well, this was Flintstones on the Rocks. I think it was done by Gendy. It aired on Cartoon Network a handful of times. It was
1: really funny. <laughs> Get me a copy. <laughs> I you can't can... believe this exists. It happened. <laughs> I can't believe Cartoon Network aired it without realizing.
0: Well, this is also the network where they had the episode of Dial M for Monkey that had the, the heat-seeking moisture missile. Okay. That aired over and over and over.
1: <laughs> okay, okay,
2: okay, okay. Well, uh, don't you guys think that we should, you know, explain a bit uh, what Golden Boy is about? I mean, sure. we, we, we're all talking about the girls with Indians, actually. Case, but...
1: Actually, Mr. Narrator can explain that to us, because Mr. Narrator, at the beginning of every episode, explains the plot.
0: <laughs> so we should just wow. drop it here?
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> Kintaro Owe, age 25. After
2: studying law at Tokyo University, he left the school before graduation. Curiously enough, however, he had already finished all the courses required for his degree. Since that
1: time, he has roamed the land, changing jobs frequently as he studies the world around him. Riding his favorite bike, the Mikazuki Five, he keeps moving forward, always on the lookout for new knowledge and adventure. And who knows? Perhaps someday he may even save the world. And thank you, Mr. Narrator. <laughs> I love the whole, and one day he will save the world. <laughs> or maybe I, not. Actually, yeah, I, I love how he adds that sometimes. And uh, <laughs> let's see, there was, um, you know, let, let's what i love is in in the manga in the original manga there the final episode was not in the original manga they did that as as an anime only thing with the with the animation thing oh
0: that's right because that was the one where they all came together
1: they all the girls came back yes
0: (laughs) and that was pretty cool it's like we need a model and he called the swimmer girl and he's like our, our voice actresses quit. What do we do? And he's like, I know people who know, who really fake things. And he called up the bitch girl. And...
1: <laughs> well, it's like we actually, they said we need to find a girl who can sound like a real tease. Yeah. And, and then we need to get these reels really quickly on the other side of town.
2: And of course there's the bike girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's um, awesome. To eat, they called the girl from the, from the restaurant.
1: Yes, to to make food for so for everyone because they they didn't have time to go to a restaurant to eat and then, yeah. well, and they, then they
0: they explained earlier in the in the episode that they were eating kind of shitty food.
1: Yeah, and then when they needed uh, when they needed the help with some animation, they needed they needed some computer programmers. So
0: <laughs> yes, that was kind of the weakest though because
1: that was, was like, the weakest because computer animation was not at the point that it could no. supplement traditional animation when that was aired. Well, what I loved was just, you know, th- this guy is supposed, you know, it, throughout the whole show, you know, we see things from, you know, like right behind his shoulders, So we get an idea of this guy isn't anything special. This guy's kind of a loser. He's kind of a wimp and all of these things. He's not that smart. And then all of a sudden out of his ass, he writes a com- complete computer operating system and leaves it behind.
2: Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> um, he was training with a paper computer. With a keyboard drone. Yes. Or, or my favorite one
1: is is you know is he he can't even swim straight and he and he invented this whole swimming swimming course process that revolutionized the swimmer girls school. Yeah. And and we well, always but the the one that that doesn't really follow that formula was was the biker chick because we always got an idea that he's he was really good at biking. We always get the idea because he he always talks about and not even about his bicycle.
2: So yeah, that, that's something that didn't came uh, that uh, out of the uh, blue. But uh, I did like uh, especially the one of the episodes that, that follows the list, you know, the the golden boy formula is the uh, the restaurant the Lisbon restaurant uh, episode. Um, First of all, because he's not uh, always fantasizing about the girl, and then because the big reveal is when uh, he he gets the, the crap beaten out of him the whole episode. But you can tell that he's just letting himself get it up. Uh, and then when there's this guy that's going to beat his ass one more time, he just beats the shit out of him, you know, like way too well. Uh, and he and reveals
1: like, that at any time he could have done that.
2: Yeah, he's like, shit, I promise I wouldn't do that. And, and then just goes away. And there's a, there, there's some great, great directing uh, in, in these things. Uh, I mean, uh, for example, uh, uh, there, there's this moment uh, on the programming app, uh, on the programming Go episode where. Uh, he, he's convinced that uh, he's going to to show how special he is to, to the boss uh, because he unplugged the, the computers uh, in order to save energy. And <laughs> then uh, he's, who unplugged this? And he's, me! And then you just see like four freeze frames of him being ultra happy moving forward to, to her and then getting punched in the face and falling down, and it's just done with free frame. Um, so that, that's not just it. I mean, th- there were plenty of moments where you think you were going someplace here or there, and then suddenly something breaks this whole scene, it changes the direction, and it's always for the best. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, I really love the, the directing decisions they did here. Did
1: and then, and then there's the one with the tease where you know basically she tries to get him in trouble and trying to make it look like he's an idiot, he he just takes a beating anyways.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was the
1: bitchy schoolgirl who did that. Yeah, the tease.
2: Yeah, it was like, yeah, she pretended that he tried to rape her, uh, and then uh, he says, yeah, you now you're going to cry and beg for my forgiveness, and then he just grabs her, kisses her in the mouth, and says, sir, I love your daughter, <laughs> I would never do anything to harm her. And then he gets it up, and then so he makes them into you know, stuff. Uh, I mean, also the, the whole how he could tell uh, what she thought, I and mean, then when she filled his uh, diary, and it's like, yeah, he's so I I have been fooled. He's an asshole an idiot, and and then wow, he, he has her all figured out yeah
0: he was she she reads his diary and he's like he's like this girl is really sad she must have like a real problem with her with her father and she keeps teasing me and and <laughs> even though throughout the entire episode he was he clearly had a boner in his pants because <laughs> you, you could see the bulge
1: in his pants in his pants yes as Phil Omar would say yeah they they weren't afraid to
0: show that in fact you saw a lot of uh nipples you saw there was one there was in the swimmer episode there was uh a scene where his boner was clearly outside of the uh of the trunks
1: well there was also lots of uh toes of uh, arabian uh, uh pack animals <laughs> yes uh. In the swimmer one, I mean, there was yes. a, there was a, there was a close up uh, that lasted quite a while. Yes, <laughs> I noticed Neil just saying yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my
1: god! I uh, like I said, the the payoff was all these girls are united in trying to track him down just to hold him down at the end.
0: Yeah, they're they're all like going after him at the end. They're like. They're the, not the fighting one... with each other either. Yeah. They're, they're all. The one was like, the one was like, take my virginity away or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, the uh, you yeah. know what I liked was was the the swimmer girl and the and the bike girl were on the bike together. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and all the other girls were just crammed in the Ferrari. Um, uh, this whole
2: series is very. It, it has some good taste. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, the, the whole erotism has faded away in many ways. I, it's uh the, they've gone so graphic and also so strangely and scarily pedophilia, uh, that this whole seeing Golden Boy with all these very detailed Adult bodies and not showing as much as they would, and just you know teasing. It's more like a I don't know, like a, it. It's just done in in such a
1: classy way. I agree. I mean, it's a, you know, if they tried to make something like this now, they'd have to either make it an outright hentai, or they'd make or they or they'd use it up all the designs.
0: Yeah, and that would just. God damn it, why why does why did anime have to go down this pedo path?
1: Well e- well it's either it's either hentai or pedo or hentai pedo.
0: It's like we're for once we have an anime where all the sexy girls in it are adults. Thank you, Japan.
1: <laughs> With clearly adult bodies. Yes. And clearly different body types as well.
0: Yeah. and, and like then them. and then
1: boom. I mean there were a couple other you know like I said the in in the pack I got the you know dirty pair flash was another example of of really sexy women that looked like women and I don't know if you ever saw Airbats Neil
0: I saw a few scenes of it but I haven't actually seen the whole thing
1: well that's another good example and it's just like after that after that where where there was the 90s but they were still using 80s design principles it's like after they got all the their system like okay let's make things super angular now
0: yeah, that's another thing about this about this show is that this is the way anime is supposed to look.
1: Where everything's soft and and smooth. Yes, yeah, soft. Now not and coarse and like sand and gets everywhere. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> oh boy, I'm sorry. I don't know how, what what came over me with that one. I'm it just popped in my head. Overall, it's uh, uh, Pablo. Yes, information here. Uh, who was the designer, the, the character designer for Gold Boy?
2: Uh, not sure about the characters. I gotta look that up. Okay. Tatsuka uh, Kawa, the manga artist from the, who did the original manga, uh, was uh, also had this cameo in the last episode. And um, he was one of the. Uh, what's his name? Uh,
1: was he the he, was he the animator drawing boobs with the guy?
2: Uh, no, he was the the manga artist in the final episode, the one that had the You know, they say they're adapting a, a story from a manga, uh, and there's a poster that says "Golden Girl." Yeah. Uh, it, it, well, it's actually Tetsuya Gawa, the the author that comes by, and he's the one that uh, that says that. You know, they they have to make this thing epic, and they and they join with the director, and then in the final theater scene, he's you know just being really really happy about it. And he was a mentor for the the author of Am oh I Goddess and and also from uh, You're Under Arrest, I believe. And um, and you can tell. Um, yeah, very... there, there's
1: lots of similar design principles in, in Oh My Goddess and you yeah. Arrest. It's a yeah. It, it's kind of sad that there, all these new designers are 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 learning from. I'm not gonna say they're terrible artists, but they they should really look back and on the '80s stuff and and say, yes, this is how we should be designing the characters again. Well, some you of know... the, some
0: of the newer artists are okay. I mean, the guy who did uh, did One Piece is all right, but.
1: I, I, well, appreciate, Oda, Oda, I appreciate Oda that has an, Oda has an out there design, anyways. Oda is like is like Akira Toriyama's uh, torchbearer, I think, because Akira Toriyama's style doesn't have like a, a, a realistic analog either. It's sort of like here it is, and it's goofy and cute. And yeah, that's I appreciate what that
0: does. a lot of uh, newer artists are kind of doing their own thing and trying to be different, but at the same time, it's like a lot of them are just down this this pedo trail that I I just. I can't follow
1: this dark path. Yeah. Forever will it dominate oh. their destiny. It it's it's kind of sad because you know, looking at lots of new manga now, lots of it is like lifeless and sterile. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think everyone knows a couple examples I'm talking about. It's it's kind of sad because you know, you know with with as much as as much as 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 we make fun of like Tite Kubo, you know, his art style at least has life in it. When yeah, you see when you see him draw a guy, you know, even if it's like a, a stubbly looking old man, you know, it it looks like he had fun drawing it and then he draws the big boob women. He's like, well, he had real he really had fun drawing it. And then and he you go to these other artists is like, Wow, this is so mechanical. And, and and you wish that there were there was more art like like Golden Boy again.
2: Yeah, a lot of that it's um it's amazing. But uh, there, there's been various things like this all over the years with, with artists and comics mostly. I and mean, then uh, we had this, you know, the origin, this highly cartoonish era, and then they straight, just uh, start moving closer to realism. And then uh, at one point they started uh, stylizing that, but then you have the followers of the people that started stylizing that just styled the shit out of that, and then there's all style, no substance, uh, and then people starting to get back to the roots trying to make something new. Uh, it's everywhere, but however, the thing is that with Japanese manga, there's shitloads of that, so there's there's uh, a big amount of examples of both good and bad. And suddenly, uh, the now that manga had this huge explosion, this thing that it started being so mainstream and everywhere, people were just trying to grab the first uh, Japanese artist that they had nearby and just publish him in order to get some sales. So there, there there's not so much thought as to what's good and what's bad. And it's more like oh, just bullshit. People will buy it. It's Japanese.
1: Yeah, it's that's that's the the wrong mindset. But uh, anything else we have to cover with Golden Boy Neil? Um, only
0: that you should find a DVD of this somewhere. I don't know if the right stuff is making it. They might. Um, study, 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 study. Yeah, I should check that out. <laughs> but uh,
2: I know Very AD, educational.
0: ADV isn't making it anymore because uh, ADV is kind
2: of gone. Oh. <laughs> I found what other character design was this character designer did. And his name is um, Toshihiro Kawamoto. Okay. Uh, and he's done also the character designs for for Wolfstream. And you can tell that Wolfstream is one of the latest animates that I have seen that had this. Uh, Developed strong and also mature designs. Wolf's Brain is
1: what you're saying. Wolf's Train. Yeah, it's uh, I, I actually watched that. Uh, I'm not a fan, you know, because it's uh, a reset and en- reset button ending, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, <laughs> you know, o- overall, um, watch Golden Boy, buy Golden Boy, get Golden Boy. Um, that's my recommendation, Pablo.
2: Yes, please. Uh, what Golden Boy? It's great. Uh, I haven't met a, a friend of mine that hasn't liked this series, and I'm counting women in this. So uh, we're we're all in favor of Golden Boy. And yes, then, it's. You'd
1: uh, you'd have to be you have to be like some sort of weirdo feminist to hate Golden Boy, but even then, you just have to hate life. This <laughs> shows Ben.
0: With TV's Mr. Neil.
2: I'm Pablo trying the same.
1: Good night. night. That's Ben that's
0: at animationtraditionnodes.com.
2: Bring it on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: movie Week in Review is the Geek Cast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring co hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to Mwire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey,
1: I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck, and I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the internet's number one and longest running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player.
0: Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community.
1: Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we, hey, again? Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding kind of sometimes chuck makes fun of himself right and we okay seriously this is just getting ridiculous now it's what's on joe mind every week on the geekcast radio network inside stitcher smart radio and itunes download and listen today i suppose i still can't say something about transformers can i good no what about sports that sounds good yeah that's all right Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The Geekcast Radio Network has launched Masked Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all seventy-five episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Masked Mayhem will run thirty podcast episodes. You can find us on iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready, as podcasting is the ultimate weapon.
0: Yeah, I've been hearing some people who are like man, Disney's going to ruin Star Wars. And I'm like, dude, Star Wars can't be any more ruined than what it has been already. <laughs> it's like, they they can't do any worse, so maybe they're actually going to do better.
1: So, so Neil, next week, Disney afternoon?
0: The Disney afternoon, yeah. Let's
2: see here.
1: Oh, yeah, Mighty Ducks was on Disney afternoon. I forgot about that. I don't think we oh. had that one either. You are so lucky.
2: Mm, the not so Roger Rabbit adaptation.
1: Yes, it's it's when it's when Disney wanted to make a Roger Rabbit cartoon. and Zemeckis said no. Hmm. Zemeckis said no. Zemeckis, who made Moms, you know, Mars Needs Moms, said yeah. no. So whatever oh. they had planned, and they
2: showed him. <laughs> right. What? Right. That- yeah. What happened to Zemeckis? When did his soul die and started using the CGI puppets? I Zemeckis? Know. Yeah, Zemeckis. Yeah, I really liked the way he directed back then. You know, before he went all CGI. Instead. Before the dark times. Before the <laughs> empire.
1: <laughs> but yeah, what I love is, you know, I can't find the bumper that... The the, the newer bumper they had. Uh, but here's a picture that shows... That, that shows what one what, of what the, what the uh, bumper images was. And tell me I'm wrong about Goliath just sort of sticking out like a sore fucking thumb.
0: Yeah, he does stick out like a sore thumb. How
2: bad? Pretty bad. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just the scale of things. This is a, you know, try to play down a little bit. I mean, just kill him down a bit and I will have help. I mean,
1: any of these characters you don't know, Neil? Or do you know them all, sadly? I, I know them all. Sadly.
2: I, I, I know the one that one of the right is a Mighty Duck, but I, I don't know who he is.
1: I don't know his name. I know he's from Mighty Ducks. I mean... yeah. Uh... I remember that show was so bad because that that was back when they had a couple people out in the Disney studio. It was animated in Korea, of course, but they had people that doing the designs and storyboards here and they were trying to make like this sexy female duck and that that's just a crime against humanity. <laughs> they didn't learn from Gadget. Well, actually the funny thing is is they had like the, the Mighty Ducks had like an agent that's this human guy and he says, "Well, I'm a human and even I think she's hot." Uh uh that wasn't a real episode, Neil. I w
0: I wanna find every copy of this show and just <laughs> assault it with a bulk eraser. <laughs> and if it's on film I want it burned.
1: <laughs> you want to you want to hire Ben Heckendorn to build uh to build a magnet gun just to erase the tapes of mighty ducks now, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Say, hey Ben, I have this idea and you explain why you want it. <laughs> No, you, the, the story of Mighty Ducks is kind of fucking stupid. Because it does the one cardinal sin in the children's cartoon and is trying to up the scale of the conflict. Because the idea is, okay, they have they own the name The Mighty Ducks for a cartoon because of the movie with Emilio Estevez. Yeah, I know
2: that. Is That's why
1: the cartoon was made, because they own the, the trademark for television and cartoon, *The Mighty Ducks*, because of the car- because of the live-action movie with Emilio Estevez. So instead of doing like a, a a cartoon adaptation of the Emilio Estevez movie, which I don't know if I'm thankful or not about it, they did this cartoon about an ancient war between a duck humanoid race and a dragon race, where the dragons use magic to cloak themselves and the ducks. Have this magical mask, this fat, this face mask, this hockey mask that can detect magic, <sighs> and they land on Earth, where they form a hockey team.
0: See, that's my cardinal sin: is that
1: cartoons and sports should never cross. I mean, it's almost, it's almost like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but with ducks and in sports. Yes,
0: I mean, look at, look at what, what was it? The Power Team, the one that was like. Uh, Bo Pro Jackson.
2: Stars. Yeah, Pro star. It's oh, one of those
0: oh, Bo Jackson and uh uh Michael Jordan and I don't know the other guy.
2: Wayne Gretzky.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, do you do you believe that Bo Jackson can pick up a Redwood and swing it? No. But That's the cartoon shows clearly he could, you Neil. Know.
0: That's because it's a cartoon. It that
1: was that was like the one thing they got him because he was the two sports star. Well, actually, when he quit when he quit football to do just baseball, they switched it up to where it only showed his baseball skills. Uh. They made it a point to make that a story point in the cartoon. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and here's a picture to cheer you up. Oh,
0: no. It's better no, not to be no. s- a sexy animal or anything.
1: No, it's not.
2: Oh. Oh, there we go. And this bright right are Jorge, a Nothing's going on. There you go. Oh, CGI. That features CGI. I'm (laughs) watching the Mighty Ducks cartoon intro.
1: Oh, you're watching the Mighty Ducks cartoon intro?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, let me show it. Let me find it. I've seen it. It It's trying
2: too hard. So hard.
0: That's the one where it's like Ducks Rock.
2: I don't don't remember. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, there's
1: CG in the intro. Neil. What? Look at the top comment. Uh, Read the top comment. This better not be about the
0: sexy duck character. It's worse. A thing
2: to see. worse gonna be.
0: Even Top comment. Damn, this was one of the best characters.
2: Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Next to so Gargles and Darkwing Duck. What, DuckTales is shit? I mean... I
0: mean, he didn't say best Disney cartoons. He said best cartoons. So he's he's knocking off Batman. He's knocking off uh, Avatar. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. Fuck you. Uh,
2: but wait, this is clearly one of those guys that grew up to be, you know, this 2000s emo kid because it's the soft dark thing. See? He's going for the edgy cartoon with the dark shadows and purple. Well then, then you
1: know what? Cartoon was perfect for him. Then
2: this one.
0: God, the animation in this is terrible. Yeah, I'll say this again. Kids who grew up in the '90s, they had it so much worse than what we had in the '80s. And cartoons yeah. of the '80s were shit. '90s was so much worse.
1: Bruce <laughs> Tim was there at least. Yeah, but he was like an exception. He was a big damn exception, dude. It
0: was it was Bruce Tim and and John, John K. K. And yeah, even John Kay didn't stick around for very long. And uh, and uh, there was also Animaniacs, at least. Yeah and, I mean, yeah. and
1: Thinking in the Brain.
0: Yeah, and then even even along the way, Warner Brothers started to go down the shit too.
1: Wow, it's I I can't believe I I watched Mighty Ducks, at least enough to describe the so called plot.
2: Wildcats, Was there more than one episode produced?
1: Wildcats was a whole series, Pablo. Yeah. I think we only got one episode. No, they got more than one episode. I think he's saying that
0: they that his region only got one episode. Oh, okay. Which means he was spared. My oh, yeah, favorite part of this so- is when they jump off the building and it looks like a cardboard cutout coming toward the camera, because they don't change the perspective at all.
1: Well, they had to make it fit with McFarlane's art style.
2: Wait, maybe I am confusing this with yet another superhero cartoon from the nineties.
1: Ultraforce.
2: Ultraforce, maybe. Actually,
1: Walter Force had more than one episode. They actually had Nightman show up. Yes, the Nightman who had his live a- his own live action show on on UPN. You remember that one, Neil, right? Yeah. Where he's a jazz Where he's a jazz saxophonist who has the power to see evil. Yeah.
2: And. It, uh,
1: bad hey, Neil. you'll be there. To tell you a little secret. What? Um years ago I actually talked to uh, years ago I remember having this conversation with uh, on the, in the uh, comic jazzs chat room and we were talking to other people about you know what's your favorite cartoon growing up and uh, do you want to hear what your favorite cartoon was what was it Road Rovers God damn it.
0: <laughs> i was I was kind of stealing myself waiting for what this could possibly be and why why that one? I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was... He's a was furry! A, oh, of course. He probably liked the girl dog.
2: But I did see... That, yeah, I confused it with the Ultra the the Force cartoon, because the, I, I saw that, you know, ghoul or whatever. Uh, it was an episode where the Jubilee Lee character died, basically. That was the only episode I ever saw. Young Anglo-Cartoon,
1: Youngbloods had a pilot that never aired.
2: Uh, You probably guys remember this better than me. Do you remember something like uh, Avengers from Metro City or something like that? I do not remember this. It it was very cartoony and and it had like a monkey boy, a, a, a monkey with the brains of a boy being the leader and someone who could shoot his head off.
1: Are you sure you did, t- like, trip on some acid and imagine this?
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure this existed, because it's way too far out for me to remember.
1: No, I know some bad cartoons, but... So, that, Neil, now that you've seen Road Rovers again, what do you have to say?
0: I'm pretty sure it was the girl dog. He liked What's the collie. All like,
1: wearing metal body suits and shit. It's like... Yeah. It's not even like, like a human-shaped sh- body or something. I mean, people could make the argument about Gadget that if you like cover up the head and don't show the tail, you can like see a human female body there somewhere. Yeah.
2: <gasps> I found it. I have proved that I did not consume acid. And <laughs> acid.
1: No, you, you proved the cartoon exists. You didn't prove that you did not... Uh, you took yeah, drugs
0: after is- seeing the cartoon... <laughs>
2: us. And whoa, no! Oh my god,
1: this is, yeah. Hey, what was the name of that once a Bond property right before they got Power Rangers, where it's like a post-apocalyptic world, like, and they had like actors and stuff uh, fighting uh, robots or something? Oh, I don't know. Pablo? Uh, uh,
2: can it be a bit more specific?
1: It was pre. Power Rangers, but it was a Saban show that had live acting, live action in it where it's like uh, a post-apocalyptic world and heroes fighting bad guys that were robots.
2: Maybe Captain Power? But I don't recall that being in Uh Captain Power and, uh, and the Warriors of the Future? Or... Yes, yes, Can yes, that, that,
1: that sounds about right.
2: Uh, let me look at that first. Uh, sure. I show you this.
1: The defenders at Dinatron C- C- City. Oh my <laughs> God! It's full of D- dick. What is this? Gary Owens, you had more class than this. I
2: remember this. Defenders of Dinatron City. <laughs> Just or something. I never saw anything Oh, this is not good. Actually, you
1: know, you know, that's actually TMS animation, Neil.
0: Yeah, I was referring
1: to the CG that I saw at the beginning.
2: Oh, uh, then, confirm is, is this the thing that you were talking about?
1: One second, right after I finish watching this. Powdered Toast Man! This is actually pretty good for TMS.
0: Oh, Captain Power was this was this the show that also had the toy that would interact with the with Oh my stuff? God! Wow, this is that's some bad CG. That woman got disintegrated.
1: Written by Bob Forward, Neil. Hmm. You know that name? Yeah. He wrote Beast Wars. Yes. Yes. Uh. Yes, yes, this is it, Pablo. There are actually people who talk about how deep and the in the dark this show was, Pablo.
2: I remember it quite dark uh, as a kid, I have okay. never re- rewatched it. Um, Someone got
1: killed in the intro,
2: yeah. Uh, the, actually, the my favorite uh, character, the girl, you know, the pilot, whose code name was Pilot, she died on the Pilot. The pilot died on the pilot.
1: He is low cute as a Borg.
2: <clears throat> I think it was uh, J. Michael Straczynski that started writing here. JMS started
1: with this shit?
2: I believe he did. Let me do a double check-in.
1: You know, this reminds you of that, that, that show Centurions.
2: Yeah, it was basically live-action Centurions in a post of, okay, like live.
1: So this is live-action Centurions. <laughs> This is live action uh, Centurions, Neil. Wow. Their name is Captain Power. Wow. And the Soldiers of the Future. And that's like his name is Virtua Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you remember uh, VR Troopers, Pablo? Yes,
2: I do, and I do know about that. Uh, Virtual that actually... Reality Troopers, VR. They, they were uh, Metal Hero adaptations. Metal Hero was another brand, you know, you have Super Sentai, Kamen Rider. What, um, what I
1: loved was that was when Saban was making a lot of Power Rangers money, so they're like, let's see what else we can throw on the wall from re- repurposed Japanese footage. So they yeah. threw Beetleborgs and and VR Troopers on the wall, and Mass Rider.
2: Yeah, VR Troopers was originally going to be called Cybertron, and it was going to be uh, a show starring uh, Tommy, you know, uh, Jason David Frank, and the Green Rangers. From Power Rangers. Uh, um, eventually, uh, when angry parents wrote back uh, asking for Tommy to return to Power Rangers, uh, the White Ranger uh, was going to be the lead actor on VR Troopers, and the one on, on VR Troopers was going to be, you know, Tommy. So they just switched helmets and they were each other to their own show. And the thing was that they. For VR Troopers, they repurposed uh, three series, actually, in just two seasons. Because uh, the original adaptation for Cybertron was going to be uh, Metalder, or uh, which was uh, you know, this guy that turned into a this cyborg that had one part red, one part blue, sort of an evolution of the Kyger somehow, How much to Kyger.
1: Yes, I, uh, I remember Kyger. I actually enjoyed it.
2: And then, uh, but it was like, oh, uh, it was going to be a solo show. But they, I guess they thought they could tell more toys if it was a team show. So they grabbed footage from, uh, I can't remember the name of, of that series, but it was another Metal Gear series. Uh, I don't remember if it was Shaspeon or Witch. And, and that's where all the footage, the, the other two characters uh, showed up. The thing was that uh, they still needed to make some, you know, fight the grunts scenes and that featured all the three of the VR troopers together. So they invented this whole virtual reality space they could enter from time to time, where they use repurposed uh, Power Rangers helmets uh, and some just types because, you know, stuntmen move easier with tights than with metal armors. Um, they stitched together a whole new show out of three different shows because they ran out of uh, footage from Metallica. So it
1: was, it was the Robotech of, of American Sentai adaptations.
0: Oh my god, that's worse than uh, Robotech. That's uh, Robotech the uh, movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, because also uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers could be considered the Robotech of Sentai. Uh, BR Troopers is the Robotech of uh, Metal Heroes. Um, well, Simon Rider, I mean, mask Rider, that was hell. I mean, they had this it, cute little Furby with a
1: glowing gem on its head.
2: They took this epic tragic story about two brothers being forced to fight each other to the death, and their families being killed and having no one else left in the world, and it was turned into Alf. It was turned into Alf. I love it. Dun, and I'm done. The first thing that was that they also used footage from previous series and some movies, and they didn't even bother to make an excuse for the different uh, suits. They just stitched together the footage and prayed for the best, and you could easily tell that it was a different suit. I mean, one moment they kick uh, Kamen Rider Black RX, and then Kamen Rider Black shows up, and then it's Kamen Black Rx, again, on the same shot. And then it's Kamen Rider J. And it's like, they're all green. It's all okay.
1: So here's a question for you, Pablo. Do you remember Saban's entirely in-house Sentai show that has no footage?
2: Mystic Knights of Tir Yes. Yes, I do. And? It was was quite an amazing effort. I mean, uh, what they were trying to do and the way they pulled it off... uh, it wasn't uh, a bad uh, production. It wasn't a bad product, as, it's, uh, as it was. Uh, was it good? That's something different. Uh, but it was interesting what they tried to do. I mean, they went with uh, with what Power Rangers Mystic Force would eventually end up doing.
1: Mystic I mean, Force is, is 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 other than the original Power Rangers. Mystic Force is the only one. I watched all the way through because I was bored and it was on Toon Disney and I'm like, well, why is Toon Disney having Power Rangers? I don't know. I'll just watch it.
2: Uh, Mystic Force is the one that I have watched the least, actually, because, uh, uh, well, many reasons. One of them was that I preferred the approach that the original Santa I had. Uh, where, where, was, mag- where
1: magic is magic versus magic is hope?
2: Uh, magic is courage and the other Magic is Magic, yeah, just as you said. Because, uh, I don't know, I mean,
1: the other was... You you know uh, what the funny thing is about the American uh, uh, Mystic Force uh, thing is they actually, because the actress who played uh, whoever in the Sentai was the same actress who played uh, Rita. Rita that. They Uh, made the same character in in the American version.
2: Yeah, uh, 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 Rita turned good. Uh, which is something that actually happened by the end of uh, Avengers: space. It was quite a sm- uh, smart move, I think.
1: Well, it, it's kind of funny because, well, the, the way Rita turned good was kind of stupid because it was a Zordon purification wave. Yeah, they just fired that. It. And, and, and I heard Neil said, "Here we go." <laughs> it, it's kind of, it's kind of like the whole. Well, how did how did Pilaf show up after after they wished for everyone except for the really bad people to to come back?
0: it's because
2: shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no I mean uh, Mythic Force uh, took itself way too serious but then uh, it's well, it was.
1: did take itself seriously <laughs> enough because they had that that ogre character as a, as, a uh, as comic relief and they did a whole episode about him going to the dentist
2: wow well that's the thing it's, it, it was hard to pin down what they were trying to do and the whole we believe in magic it's just really that's all you have to do you just have to say i believe in magic well, I mean,
1: I, uh, say well they you know they have to uh well you know they had to say it because you know loving spoonful got like a quarter every time they did say that <laughs>
2: um yeah uh, i can recall precisely what happened uh not watch I have watched the original uh, Magic Ranger episode and it was all about, you know, this family and losing their mother and this guy who thought he was really brave but actually he just had never experienced fear before. And the reason why he couldn't, you know, transform at first was because he wasn't really being brave, just being well, stupid. And and that's when and eventually, when he he transforms, and that's why the whole Magic is cursed thing works. While on the Mystic Force first episode, things go pretty much the same, except for, you know, they're not a family and all that. And the reason why the Red Ranger can't transform isn't because he isn't brave, but... He doesn't believe
1: in magic, because our young girl's heart...
2: I don't know, and, and it's just, oh, you're not a believer, and it's like, oh, what? And it's like, uh, and besides, how can you not be living magic in a world where your four other friends just transform into helmet-wearing spandex heroes? Uh, because, because
1: in the previous series, they explained that as technology.
2: Mm, glorious I'm stupid by that. Um, <laughs> but, I mean... Monsters in Power Rangers have used magic for years.
1: I know, but but the actual Power Rangers themselves—if if people live in all—the part of the problem is they have this continuity that's way too tied down. That's that's one of the biggest cruxes on Power Rangers. They have this continuity that's way too tied down, where all the Rangers know about each other and all this shit. And in most of the series, the Rangers morphing isn't magic. It's it's technology. It's advanced space technology, except in Lightspeed Rescue, where it's human-made technology, which makes you go, "What the fuck?"
2: I always thought it was uh, mystic technology. You know, a mixture of both. Like, for example, like like what they would do with Thor. You know, this whole where I come from, magic and science are the same thing. Neil, Neil, what do you say to that? Uh, I I'm just tuning this out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dio, what do you say to magic technology? Being this- uh, it doesn't... Here's the
0: thing. If it's consistent with its own world, I, I don't care, but I don't... The thing with that just drives me crazy is whenever you have a show that where, like, science loses to magic or stuff like that, whereas, you know, in, like, Star Wars, I was okay with the Force, and I, I can understand why people were upset with chlorians because they... They switched gears for some stupid reason then they Well it's
1: because they had to give they had to give Anakin a power level of over nine thousand. Yeah. That was the only reason that was put in there because they wanted to quantify Anakin is so power much powerful, powerful in in the force that the forceometer has him clearly over Yoda. That was the only reason that was put in there, Neil.
2: Yeah. Wow, that's lame.
1: I'm right though. Yeah i I challenge anyone to prove me wrong because if you look at it, you can remove that whole thing in there and it, the movie would actually be better,
0: yeah, and the only reason that it's there is so that uh Anakin who or not Anakin uh obi-wan who by the way is waiting in the car during that scene he's he's sitting there and going
1: wow this this power level it's over nine thousand, yes. Like I said, what's really funny is how how quickly Toriyama jettisoned that as soon as he realized that. Oh my God, what did I do my, to my precious series? Yeah. <laughs> because then he he started writing. Oh, by the way, they can suppress and raise their power level at will. So these are this is kind of pointless now. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, I can confirm this. Yes, J. Michael Stratinsky, JMS wrote for Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future.
1: JMS wrote for Captain Power.
2: Yep. Wow, my Marvels meant Well, I knew about that.
1: I, I didn't want to say anything when we were interviewing him because I, I figured that was some bad memories. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh my god, it was a paycheck. JMS wrote like twenty episodes. Well, he had to get money for Babylon Five somehow. <laughs> I mean, Babylons one through four blew up. <laughs> Uh, you know what the funny thing is I didn't even watch early Babylon 5 I got in Babylon 5 really late in the game before I watched it and I don't know what it was like watching those early ones that sucked and being like I'm going to stick with this it's going to get good eventually I don't know what that was like because I can't do that can you do that deal stick with a show that's obviously bad and be like oh wait I see this that's kind of good I can stick with it for like four seasons before it gets good because of this one thing
0: no. I mean, I've, I've started out on shows that were kind of crappy, and but I've liked one one aspect of them, and then they slowly get better. I mean, like, Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: <laughs> yeah, TNG. Oh, my God. First and second season of TNG.
0: Yeah, the first season, not so good, but I was like, okay, well, it's new Star Trek, and I kind of like the characters. I'll just
1: stick with it. And then they killed your favorite character. Tasha. I know you, you, you too well. I would. I know you too well, Neil. I wouldn't say she was my favorite character. I was be honest. Yeah,
0: she was okay. I mean, she was she was hot, of course, but I ca- I always had a thing for Dr. Crusher. And I was I was more upset that they replaced her in season 2
1: with 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 the Gorgon.
0: Yeah, with this chick from LA Law who I was like, "Why is she in this show?" I mean, I could understand that, that character was like a throwback to Bones
1: because uh She's a southern doctor.
0: Yeah, and she didn't. She didn't like taking the transport, or the. Uh, she didn't like taking the. Uh, the the transporter, transporter, so she always took like a shuttle down to the planet, and that was kind of like a like a nod to Bones. So, so I can understand that, but I, I just didn't like that character. When uh, Doctor <laughs> Crusher came back, I was like, all right, the milf is back.
1: Actually, the funny thing is, I I was I was teasing Dawn one day, with with. Dialogue from Insurrection it to me. No Ben, I don't want to talk about Gates McFadden's boobs <laughs> because there's this line in Insurrection where 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 where, where Gates McFadden's doctor Crutch says, "Did you notice our boobs are getting firmer?" <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Insurrection, oh my God, what a shithole of a movie. Mm. I mean, have you watched Insurrection? I tried. <laughs> It was about 20 minutes in when I realized, oh my god, Berman and Braga tricked me into paying to watch an episode of the show.
0: Yeah, that was my feeling. I'm like, is this an actual episode or is this a movie? Fortunately, I did not watch it in the theater. I was attempting to watch it on DVD with one of my friends, and I was like, no, and I got up and left.
1: Well, one of my favorite scenes is when they find the holodeck ship in 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 the lake. Because you don't realize it the first time you watch it, but I realized it the second time I watched it. Because remember, they drained the lake to show the ship, and it shows like the ship is like twenty feet of the ship vertical revealed in the water. Mm-hmm. But the dock is still at where it was when when they drain all that water out. Shouldn't the dock be like twenty feet higher than it was,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or was that dock underwater? <laughs> And then they, when they row the boat to the ship, and it shows like the the door is at uh, like uh, at boat level when they walked in, and then when they ran out of the boat, they fell like twenty feet into the water. You didn't realize that? Is that nitpicking or is it, because that bothered me?
0: I don't. I don't. You know, what, I don't know because I don't remember too much about that movie. Let
1: me find the scene on
0: YouTube because it's oh, you kind
1: of funny. Uh, okay. No, it's kind of funny. I can't find it on YouTube. Damn it. There we go. Okay. So, uh, Pablo. Yep. What are you going to draw next?
2: What?
1: What are you going to draw
2: next? What am I going to draw next? Yes, because I
1: like seeing you draw stuff. Oh.
2: Uh, i tell you what I'll be drawing for the next hours before I pass out. Ah. Uh, Storyboards? No, I have a. I have to make three animated scenes for a TV ad. I haven't been able to make any progress in all the weekend because with the whole moving back here, it's it's been hell. Mm. Uh, and then the uh, no, I can show you some stuff that uh, I did work on that hasn't uh, I haven't posted anywhere yet. It's uh, a, cover a a for <coughs> a local metal hero that we're actually I I was contacted by uh, someone who's trying to make a a local Japanese uh, homage show Uh, and one of the things that uh, he's trying to do is a comic and I did uh, the cover and some of the designs and he wanted it to be uh, a uh yeah, uh, he wanted it to look like the 90s Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comics, so I tried to emulate what they were trying to do back then. Uh, so it's not my usual uh, cup of tea, but it was fun to do, and it's right here. There you go. I sent you something. I saw it. That's not bad. It's supposed to be a um, Metal Hero uh, and it's going to be just one of uh, a media series, you know, more of a franchise kind of thing. Okay. Zelda type of heroes. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, Pablo, you should actually do some sort of thing about reviewing Sentai shows and stuff because that way you can talk about Superhuman Samurai. Okay. Oh,
2: the adaptation of like, what was its name? Something like It was Ned Ultraman was, in Cyberspace. Gridman. It was Gridman. That was the original version of Super um Samurai Squad. Gridman. Uh, I remember the it, commercials for
1: the toys because they say Samuraized for your protection. Mm. Did that hurt Neil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it, it was even Gary Owen saying it. man He needed the money.
0: I guess. you know i I always i always love the scene in the first powdered toastman cartoon where they swear him in as president and then and then he's like uh i do solemnly swear to relieve the american people of their basic human rights
1: just like obama
0: yeah just like every president basically
1: okay well i guess we'll all gotta go now i'm gonna go back to playing some video games yeah all right good night guys good night